This is the Daddy Sharps Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to episode 35. My name is Luke. And I'm John. We're just a couple of dads who like to make the sharpest bets we can. And John, we're just a couple of dads who break down the fights that your buddies, not your buddies, but your buddies, are too square to break down. And today, we're breaking down UFC 288. Newark, New Jersey, baby. Home of the New Jersey Giants. The New Jersey Generals. The New Jersey Jets. The New New Jersey... (laughs) The Statue of Liberty. Is that in Jersey? Or is that in like New York? It's technically in New Jersey. It is. Technically New Jersey. It's a little known fact, my man. I love geography. It is very little known. Because I know everything. (laughs) Yes. And I also know that it's time to recap our best bets from last week. And I also know that I went one and one, John, on my best bets last week. I'm with you. They're a miserable card. How miserable was that card? Yeah. I don't want to watch it again. Don't. Don't. Just don't. (laughs) Choose not to. Look, I'm going to take my lumps. You didn't Mm -hmm. take that many lumps. I'm going to take them. I'm going to move on this week. But let's recap here. My first winner of the day and my only winner for best bets of the day, Cody Durden showed up against Charles Energy Johnson for the decision. That was a daddy shot. Winner. But next, uh, puzzled us both here, Josh Quinlan. Just outmatched by UFC newcomer Trey Waters. What happened there? Quinlan had nothing, showed nothing, and fell several pegs in my books. Yes. Yes, he did. Uh, I'm a little embarrassed here. I was very confident in Ricky Simone. I was mad when he was canceled two weeks ago. I was excited to bet him at minus 115. And Sonia Dawn played my swan song, sir. I'll give him credit. I didn't think he could handle the wrestling, and he did. He did excellent. He stayed on his feet, and he knocked out Ricky Simone, Daddy Sharp's loss. But then, Borjo versus Olechko. My best bet there was Borjo, and he got the second-round submission. Looked pretty good. Looked pretty good. Yeah, he did. He looked fantastic, (laughs) but... I was with you on that Simone fight. I, 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 those two guys, Quinlan and Simone, I don't know what happened there. If you had to fight those over again, I, I think we'd win those. Yes, yes. All right. <sighs> should we turn over a, a new dawn, a new leaf, a new day? And should we break down UFC 288 Newark? I got, I got good news, guys. I got good news. This card is way better than the last card. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, it is. And for my best bet this week, I'm looking to a couple of flyweights the in little a guys. prelim fight. Yeah, little guys, strong mm-hmm. guys. I've got Rafael Estevan, slight favors, minus 180 over Zalgas Zumogulov. Estevan, nice. a slight favorite, like I mentioned, and I have no idea why or how. Looking at the numbers alone, he is far and above better than Zuma Gulov. I'll compare the numbers. Estevan strikes landed six compared to Zuma Gulov, 4.9. Estevan striking accuracy, 80% to 46%. His takedown average, 4 to 1.3 per three-round fight. Estevan's takedown defense, 50% to 19%. And Estevan is a fill-in on this card. Mm. So Gulov is one in five in the UFC. He's coming off of three losses. Two were split decisions. So maybe, John, that's why Dana White is giving him another chance here. 
trying to do it. Yeah, trying to do it. One bone, one more. (laughs) Now, look, now here we go. Here's the part where I admit to you because I know what's coming from you. You're gonna, you're gonna gonna hit me with it anyway. So I may as well just come clean. The elephant in the room up until now, and I'll admit it, John. This is Estevan's UFC debut. There's some rules that the Daddy Sharps usually have in UFC UFC debuts. We don't go for them. Yeah. Yep. A lot to consider there. But on all those great numbers came from fights in Brazil. There was one LFA fight and one fight in the contender series, but they're all wins. He's 11 and 0 and he's 26 years old and he's going to be jacked to get his chance to face jacked. the 34 year old <laughs> fighter out of Kazakhstan. That is a huge age difference. Sumagulov is on the ropes. He has got to win this one and he won't. My best bet remains Estevan to win this fight. Very nice. Very nice. I am also going with some guys on the smaller side here. The 135 pounders, Santos versus Munoz. Best bet here, Johnny Munoz plus 140. I like the underdog. Santos took a two-year layoff and came back to a beatdown. He was outstruck 127 to 49. The man's one and one on the UFC in his last fight, taken down three times. That usually doesn't make success somehow he still won that fight this is just the place though where Munez wants to get his opponent he is excellent at submissions Munoz also lands multiple takedowns in every fight on the UFC and Luke I had to dive into this I had to watch some stuff don't let the two and two UFC record of Munoz fool you there's a case to be made that he could easily be four and oh in his first fight on the UFC he fought Nate Manus at 145 pounds He had to fight up a weight class as a late replacement. He was there on short notice. Munoz, in my honest opinion, won that fight. I rewatched this fight. Scorecards didn't see it that way. Munoz, he had three low blows in the fight, my man. Point deducted. Kind of led to how he lost. And he won the first first round handedly. In his own weight class of 135 pounds, Munoz, 2-1. But the fight he lost, he actually got caught. He was trying to shoot a double leg and got caught by an uppercut immediately knocked him out so i think he learned from that mistake in the ring munoz fights very smart he's trying to stick to a game plan and you can see it not a lot of knockout shots doesn't really go for the finish jabs and straights on the feet and he does this kick to the middle to keep wrestlers at bay now the kicks there's a little theme here and i just looked this up before the podcast there's a little theme here with these kicks he has trouble against taller fighters that kick comes in low two fights were stopped were, were a total of five times for low blows by Munoz. Like I said, this happens on taller fighters he faces. Munoz is the taller man here, so I don't think he's going to connect to the family jewels, so to say. The nether but, regions. Yes, it could be an issue to watch. And here's the thing I looked up earlier. Just in case, did you know that a point deducted is plus 2,000? Might uh, be no. worth... This guy's got... Four fights in the UFC, two points deducted. Might be worth a little uh, a little bet there. A little $10 bet pays 200 Speaking of height, though, Munoz has the two-inch reach, and the way he fights, that should help him. He kicks, he jabs, he likes to fight from the outside and set up his takedowns. My best bet here, Munoz wins the fight while avoiding the power punches of Santos. I like him a lot here. I think he's going to get back on track. Yeah, John, you had me, though, as you were describing these fighters. You had me holding my bits and pieces. Yes. (laughs) Until I heard the plus 2,000. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So nice. so if he loses because of a point deduction, if you put the ten dollars on the yeah, on the yeah. point deduction, you're good. I, w- I would take a shot there for that much money. All right. Oh, take I'm a shot. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. We should probably move on before we get in, before we get into too much trouble there. I like for my next best bet a prelim light heavyweight, or as I like to say, light husky fight for my yes. for my next one here. We've got Devin Brown Bear Clark versus Kennedy African Savage Zenchukwu Zenchukwu. Mm. Minus 210 last time I checked. Not bad. The African Savage, John, is just that. A total savage. Standing up in the octagon, he rips fighters' heads off. That's where he mm. likes to be punching. Lands more than four and a half strikes per minute, or, or per, per, yeah, per minute per fight, I should say, compared to 2.9 for the brown bear. Uh-oh. And in this division, when you've got big guys like this, that's enough. Almost double the chances of landing a shot. Forget about it. This ain't the movies, folks, where where you get two guys just trading massive blows one after the other, and you're psh, 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 psh. No, that ain't no. happening. It ain't happening. It only takes one shot to put the brown bear on the mat, and actually, that's where the brown bear wants this fight to go. Is to the mat. He averages two takedowns every three rounds, but it's more than the African savage. That said, he only has one win by submission. The Savage has zero wins and one loss by submission. So take all of that for what it's worth on the mat. As long as the African Savage can avoid the takedown and stay toe-to-toe with the Brown Bear, I see this fight ending in a KO. I really do. The Savage has eight wins by knockout. I think that's what's going to happen. However, after going one-on-one last week on my best bets and breaking even on my other bets on that horrible card... <laughs> I'm going to play it safe, man. I'm going to take the African Savage to win as my best bet. I like it. And I like it. And I got to, I love your breakdown of this fight. I love this fight too. And one thing that I kind of found that stuck out for me, the okay. African Savage is a Southpaw. And as Lumberg would say from office space, yeah. Clark has trouble with the lefties, my friend. He fought two of them the last five fights, outstruck 143 to 37. Ooh. And guess what? He lost both those fights by knockout. This guy has a huge reach, and he's a lefty. Clark's in trouble. I like yeah, where you went with the brown bear there. The brown bear. My next one, this one's going to be fun to watch. This could be fight of the night. Dober versus Fravola. Best bet here, Dober. Minus 225. Luca got a couple of bets here I really like. But let's first go to the tail of the tape. Dober, a crowd favorite and the ultimate showman. Of course, every fighter wants to win, but that's kind of secondary for Dober. This guy loves to entertain. This guy's a gladiator in the ring. He takes a ton of damage, but will not quit. There are a few fights where I thought he was one punch away from being knocked out, but he came back to win. This dude's chin, you see it. It's very pronounced. It sticks out. It's made of iron, folks. This guy cannot get dazed. He still banes. This guy's amazing when he gets hit in the face. Dober on offense. Oh, boy. Devastating punches that knock out almost anyone they land on. His last six wins, all knockouts. He's on a three-win winning streak, all knockouts. And can he beat a high-level striker? Uh, Yeah, I would say so. He was losing to Bobby Green, one of the best strikers in this weight division. Great points fighter. Dober just ate all those shots, found his one opening, and knocked green out cold the resume for dober isn't bad either he's been in the ring with green the champ now islam and dara 
On the other side, we have Matt the Steamroller Favola. He's a knockout artist in his own right. Last three fights, he went two and one, all knockouts. But remember, it's two and one. So he's got a loss in there by knockout too. His last two wins, he had five knockdowns combined. Dober's only been knocked down once in the last decade. The iron chin, my man. The only kryptonite for Dober, submissions. He has been submitted four times in the UFC. That's the only way he loses. Fravola has never submitted anyone on the UFC, so I don't think he's going to start submitting here with Dober. My best bet here, Dober to win. This will be fight of the night. A real baner, and it just might be the most memorable fight of the entire event. And like I said off the top, Mr. Luke, I also said I had two bets here. Well, the other best bet is a prop. This fight's going to end in a finish. I just looked at the odds. Minus 275. That's the way I like to see this one going. Nice. Yes. I am jacked myself to see that fight. (laughs) Cannot wait. Pounding for pound and punch for punch. But John, John, it is time for us to dive deep, my man into the other fights that we like on this card. And we're going to start with a prelim middleweight fight, because that's where I know you like to start, in the middleweights. Joseph Ugly Man Holmes is squaring off against Claudio Hebero. John, who do you like in this one? I don't think Holmes is ugly here. I think Holmes is going to be the pretty man. Holmes, one and two on the UFC, but doesn't scare me away from leaning his way. This man loves the rear naked choke. Abero knocked out in his UFC debut. I think Holmes finds the neck here, but I'm just going to take him by the wind, my man. Interesting, because we did not compare notes before we started discussing this. I think this one could actually be a really decent fight. I think Holmes is much taller and he's got the reach, but Ibero is a slightly better puncher, I think, right? Yes, yes. But the grappling goes to Holmes, and that's where the advantage lies. I'm leaning toward Holmes as well. Just didn't pick it as a best bet. It was close. Could have. Didn't go there. I agree with you. We've got another prelim fight, this time also in the middleweight division, a middleweight fight. Phil, no hype, Hawes, versus <laughs> Ikrim. Alaskara. Alaskarov. Dude, I want to lean Hawes so badly here. His only then, two losses. Do it. Uh, his only two losses on UFC were to ranked fighters, Chris Curtis and Dolades. The way he lost is what's scaring me off, though. This guy got knocked out in the first round by both those guys. Alaskarov is my favorite UFC discipline, sir. Mm. The combat Sambo. You love that. There's so much great action on this card. I'm actually going to avoid this fight. The only reason I'm scared off here is when Haas loses, it's bad. Round one knockouts, man. Oof. I can't I can't deal with that. Alaskarov takes a ton of punches, though, per fight. He's a grappling master, yes. averaging seven takedowns per three rounds, five wins by submission. However, he's new to UFC. Only one win in the contender series. I don't like Phil Haas either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> after he lost me money, especially after he lost me money in his last fight. Yep. Yes. Get that guy. As much yeah. as I want to be able to say, Phil, no hype pause. We'll continue to have no hype here. I don't know. Maybe he wins this fight, but I think I'm just staying off as well. No hype zone. No hype on that fight. No hype. But we both like it. We both like it. Could be a good fight. Next, we've got a prelim heavyweight bout. The Huskies, the big boys. Mm. Braxton, the beautiful monster Smith squares off against 
Parker Porter Porter, a slight favorite at minus one ninety. If you could bet on nicknames, I do like the beautiful monster, but as you said before, the Husky division, as you like to call it, I am rarely on the heavyweights. I'm going to continue that trend here. I'm passing. No, thanks. Okay. No, thank you. Okay. Okay. Porter's three and three in the UFC coming off of two losses though. So we know how we feel about fighters coming off of two losses. Could, could be very dangerous, but mostly are they just on the way out? Right. Mm-hmm. Like this is Smith's UFC debut. Did you know that? The yes. beautiful monsters debut. Uh-huh. I think that's why Porter is the favorite here. But Smith does a lot of knocking people out. That's what he does. So if you go up to him and ask him, hey, what do you do? I knock people out is the response <laughs> you most likely get. This is a heavyweight fight where any punch, though, can be a knockout punch. And that's why I'm staying off. You never know. We're green, sir. We're off. We agree. We agree oftentimes. Oftentimes. Uh-huh. In the welterweight division, the fight now with, I think, the best nicknames. So maybe we can square off nicknames against each other. I don't know who's going to decide for us. That's a discussion for another time. On this card, we've got Chaos, the Ox Fighter, Williams at minus 300 over Rolando, the Machine, Bedoya. First of all, Bedoya coming off a three-year layoff. There's no way in hell I'm putting my money on a guy that's coming off a three-year layoff, sir. Secondly... Uh, Chaos Williams looks like a Greek god in there. This guy looks like a bodybuilder that can just throw. I lean heavy on Williams. His only loss on UFC was Pereira, who became the champ, and the incredibly tall, with the incredibly long reach, tall Randy Brown went to a split decision. I like Williams here against the newcomer a lot. Yeah, there you go. Look, La Machina, the machine, he has an impressive 7-1 and record, John, out of a championship series that I've never heard of. I know nothing about. <laughs> yes. Absolutely nothing. Uh, yes. Again, again, UFC, de- Uf- UFC debut. I really want the Ox Fighter to win just because of the name alone. I just want to, I, I want to hear them. The Ox Fighter. I want to hear it. <laughs> Got to stay off this one myself. Got to stay off it. This is a, this guy when he comes out to his walkout and his stare down in the rain. He's, He's got the mad mug going. The ox fighter does. It's pretty ox pretty impressive. Who, who fights oxes? My God. Yeah, he knocks them out. <laughs> All right. To the main card now. We've got a featherweight fight. Ron Gracie versus Charles Air Jordan. You know the saying, Mr. Luke. You can't say something nice. Don't say anything at all. So, Jordan is fun to watch. Can I say oh, that? Nice. That, was nice. that was very nice. Of you. <laughs> here, here we got a fighter in Gracie who has been on a four-year layoff oh. and has a horrible striking defense. On the other side, we have Jordan, who's a great striker, but if he gets taken down, the fight's over. He can't get back up until the bell rings. This guy cannot stand up for his life. I lean Jordan, but I also don't want to see my bet laying on the octagon for four minutes just watching the <laughs> clock pass the time. I'm off this fight. I can't it do it. Could, <laughs> it. It could win most boring fight. I I, I think I, I read, and I would have to look up the stats again, but I think that Gracie absorbs like more than seven shots yeah. a, a, a minute. <laughs> yeah. If if oh Jordan can actually God. keep it standing, he's got a he's got a shot. <laughs> yeah, I think Jordan coming off of two losses as well. So so he's hungry. There's that. He, he's hungry. Yeah, he, he's uh he's seven years younger, but he's also a UFC veteran. He's been around for a while. Gracie is the slightly better grappler 
Um, you know, but again, absorbs a ton of shots and he's a newbie as well. This is a, a, a not a good recipe for anyone. I, I'm still, I'm actually leaning toward Air Jordan in this one, but you know, maybe I got to rethink that and just stay off it. I don't, I don't know. Ooh. To the main card. To the main. the main card featherweight fight that we've got on this card. Movsar Evalev versus Diego Lopez. You love this fight. Uh, I did love it. I love that oh. when Evalev was facing Mitchell, Mitchell was the oh, number was. 11 ranked contender. Yeah. This was one we of my best it. fights. And then we get this fight. This guy doesn't even belong in the same ring as Evalev. And you know what? You know who else agrees with me? Who? Mike Casino. They won't even offer this fight on the on the card to bet on. <laughs> There's no way. I, I think when the line comes out, the only way you can take Evalev is by finish. But like I said, there's not even a line out there yet. So, uh, yeah, at this point, I think the odds are going to be so huge. This this guy's never fought in the UFC. They're just throwing him in there. He's a, he's like a little goldfish in a tank of piranhas. He's going to get killed. <laughs> he, Evlev is the much better boxer uh, and the much better grappler. He is 6-0 and in the UFC. Lopez is a fill-in, though. 0-1 in the Contender Series. 0-1 in a fill-in. Like, hey, yeah. guess what? I know you lost, but... Well, here's your shot. Good luck. Good luck. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I think I, I put in my notes here that, that I was going to bet Evelev big time. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's just, maybe it's just safe to uh, stay off this one because the next fight we've got, Ooh. I've been waiting for for a long time. And here it is. We've got a women's strawweight fight on the main card. Jessica Andrade, a slight favorite at minus 195 versus. Jonan nine Jan. John, who do you like in this one? Please say Andrage. Luke, Luke, you know how I feel. I'm uh, I'm just I'm just a little nervous right. I'm just a little hot right now. I love Andraz, and I will bet her here again. An incredible striker with knockout power you usually don't see in the women ranks. This girl fights in multiple weight classes. She goes up, she goes down. She can knock out anybody at any weight class. Tough as nails. She needs this fight bad after what happened in the last one to stay in the championship conversation. I think we're going to see a very motivated Jessica here, and I can't wait to see it. It's going to be sick. She is hungry, my man. Hungry after she was choked out by upcomer Aaron Blanchfield in the second round. Andrade was a last-second fill-in in that fight that was ufc fight night so here she is in ufc 288 probably promised that this card on the main card in exchange for that fill-in fight and here she is and she's gonna want to shine on the main card and she will be the pit bull that you expect her to be in every fight i am a heavy heavy lean on andrage to win love this yes love it on to the main card, the co-main event, a welterweight fight. We've got Bilal. Remember the name, Muhammad. <laughs> That's his nickname. Remember the name. Yeah. Versus Gilbert <laughs> Burns. Burns, a slight favorite, minus 130 or around there leading up to this fight. John, who do you like in this one? Oh, this is going to be an amazing fight to watch. And that's exactly what I'll be doing here, sir. Watching, not betting. No. The reason... The reason, Burns, on a one-month layoff, he's never done that in his career, and he's 36 years old. He just fought Masvidal not too long ago, just a month ago in Miami. 
Both guys want the same thing, a shot at the belt, and a win here could get them that chance, and they will absolutely lay it on the line to get it. Muhammad, with the heavy wrestling base, might have to keep it on the feet to avoid the submissions of Burns. There's a rule here. There's a rule in this weight class. You don't go to the ground with this guy. Burns is a killer. Normally, I would bet Burns all day, but like I said, with that one-month layoff, I can't do it, but I really, really want to. But to the good folks of this podcast, you don't come here for fun bets. You come here to make money. Betting Burns is fun, and the smart money says, don't put it on this fight with the one-month layoff. Be smart. Don't do it. Great fight. Too close to comfort for me. I think Burns has a good chance at winning this, actually. I'm going to sit back and watch this one for fun as well. Could be an excellent fight to watch. And finally... The main event, bantamweight title fight. Aljamain Funkmaster Sterling takes on Henry Triple C Suhudu. Triple C. Triple C. On paper, this looks like an amazing fight. An Olympic gold medalist in wrestling. One of the best fighters to ever compete in the UFC. Going against Algermain Sterling, who has literally beaten the best of the best in the division since Triple C left. An interesting fact, though, that I think the squares are maybe overlooking here. Triple C only fought his last two fights in his career at 135 pounds. Yes, he won, and they were for the belt but he wasn't exactly the same fighter at 135. At 125 pounds, Cejudo had a nearly 60% takedown accuracy, a huge component of the wrestler's game. At 135, that average dropped to 23%. These are bigger, longer fighters, and then you get to Sterling. Sterling is a big 135-pounder who has toyed with going to 145 pounds soon because the weight cut's too hard, and he wants to give his boy, his training partner, another fantastic wrestler in his own, Marab, a chance to fight for the belt. They don't want to fight each other. This will be the longest reach Triple C has ever faced. My money, I'm going on Sterling here all the way. Yeah, I agree. And if you've been watching the lead up to this fight, these two, I think, genuinely hate each other by now. They've been talking so much trash, and it's genuine. I can't wait for the weigh-ins on this one. Look, I'll make it easy. Sterling to win. That's all I got to say on this one. That's it. Love it. (laughs) Love it. All right. I think we're done here. And uh, wait a minute. Oh, oh, wait. What's what's that? I hear it. Reminder. Trump? Oh, oh, Johnny boy. (laughs) Is that the a trumpet? Kentucky Derby is also this Saturday, my man. The 149th <laughs> run of the Roses. <laughs> and the Daddy Sharps broke down all 20 horses scheduled to start the greatest two minutes in sports. That podcast will be out Thursday, my friends. Yeah, it will. Tomorrow. So look for it. I say tomorrow because we tape on Wednesday. Thursday. Yes. yes. Right now, hey, let's recap, man, our best bets from this week's UFC 288, Newark, New Jersey. The same state, by the way. I didn't know if you knew this, where the Statue of Liberty is. Look at this guy bringing it full circle, full circle. I like a Johnny Munoz over Santos, and you get the buyer-friendly plus 140 on Munoz. Also, I like Drew Dober to win over Frivola at minus 225. And don't forget about that little prop 
The fight ends in a finish, minus 275. You get both fighters that way in what will be a banger. Minus 275 is telling you that's going to happen. It's, mm-hmm. it, it is going to happen. Yes. My first best bet, I've got Rafael Estevan to win. So look for a winner there. That's almost a guarantee from the Daddy Sharp himself, Luke. And then I've got <laughs> yes. Kennedy, African Savage to win savage. over Devin the Brown Bear. Savage over a brown bear. Come on, it's, it's easy. I, I was thinking the exact same thing right when you said it. All right, John. That's going to do it for the Daddy Sharps podcast UFC this week. We'll be back next week with more on the UFC, of course. But remember, always gamble responsibly and within your means. And the bets we share are based on our own research. We don't always win. And be sure to check us out on social media. Look for Daddy Sharps on Facebook and at Daddy Sharps on Instagram and Twitter. We're going to be back next week with all our best bets and much more. Don't forget about that derby tomorrow. Oh, the Derby podcast coming out tomorrow. And before then, though, John, we've got to remind people, who is your daddy? We are. Pretty sharp, baby.